Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenics. Episode 27 of the Extra Extra in Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Sagenix, Price Atkinson, and Joe Calabrese. Once again, getting ready for all kinds of curling that is going on here at home and certainly abroad as the Winter Olympics is just around the corner. Joe, welcome into a another episode. Is we got a lot to get into and we got some really good interviews, but first of all, what a weekend in the NFL, especially as it relates to the Vikings, who tried to literally sweep their way into the Super Bowl after that first touchdown. Yeah, Price, uh, welcome yourself. Uh, great to be back on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, those Vikings, uh, they got a little curling crazy after their first touchdown, <laughs> or their only touchdown against the Eagles this past weekend. Uh, Kyle Rudolph caught a 25-yard touchdown pass and then proceeded to curl his football down the end zone with uh, Adam Thielen and Stephen Diggs uh, trying to sweep, I guess, uh, landed on the E and Eagles. So uh, I guess that was uh, to the button. Yeah, and that was uh, quite unexpected, but it was kind of neat, especially after if you heard the audio from the pilot who was flying the Minnesota Vikings team charter uh, into Philadelphia when he uh, talked to the control tower, and they asked who he had, and he said he had the uh, what the U.S. Olympic curling team. I thought that was pretty cool. Then the Vikings paid tribute in that first, and I think what the only touchdown of the game uh, against the Eagles, and just my my Super Bowl hopes were crushed. Two teams that. I really don't care for, certainly the Eagles, a team that I really don't care for, is now in the Super Bowl, but it, the Vikings, I thought I thought better of that. I really thought they would show up and just give us something better. Yeah, you know, their defense just didn't come to play that particular game. and got They got lit up by a backup quarterback, and uh, it happens, but, uh, you know, I'm sure the Vikings will be back strong next year. They got a good, strong team. Yeah, so congratulations to if you're an Eagle fan, if you're a Patriots fan. I'm sure there are a lot of Patriot fans out there. Certainly there are bandwagon Pats fans now across the country, an army of them, and that army will get to go for yet another Super Bowl. But let's let's get this thing back on the rails. Joe, a lot of curling over the weekend and a lot coming up, but I guess really the biggest and place we got to start the Canadian Open uh, just outside of Edmonton and Camrose are three teams from the U.S. competing Nina Roth Jamie Sinclair then on the men's side John Schuster you know a solid weekend but Nina and John they come up just one win short of qualifying for the playoffs while Jamie was two wins away so I mean just barely missing out up there in Camrose yeah, you know, it, it was a nice warm up for uh, the Olympics coming up. It was there all of those. It was you know, Roth and Schuster's last chance, really, to kind of get some meaningful games in before the Olympics. And both teams had a pretty good showing. Again, they were one win away from qualifying, and um, I'm sure that they're now home, uh, practicing and reveling in uh, the chance to go to the Olympics, uh, getting ready to uh, head out to uh, Japan, and, and then eventually South Korea. Yep, so uh, Peter DeCruz, they get uh, the Swiss, they get their first slam victory up in Camrose. They knock off Nicholas Dean, and then in the women's final, it was Chelsea Carey who is now going to battle for in a wild card spot for a, a slot in the upcoming Scotties. Can't believe that's just right around the corner as well. My goodness, uh, Chelsea Carey defeats Michelle Inglot in the women's final. So uh, <clears throat> the last slam is now in the books as you know, the teams make their way home and get ready to head over to the Orient in Asia to compete in the Winter Olympics while some of the other teams will either, you know, take a break or, you know, in the case of the Canadians, you got the Scotties going on coming up before the Olympics and then certainly the Briar. That will be after the Winter Olympics. But other things going on around the uh, the world of USA Curling, because we do have some interviews we're going to bring to you. Uh, we'll tell you about those in a second real quick. But the U.S. Mixed Doubles Nationals, Corey Dropkin, Sarah Anderson, they defeat the Stoltz 
in the finals there, 6-3. to three. I believe that was the final score there at Eau Claire, the Eau Claire Curling Club. So congratulations to Sarah and Corey winning nationals and heading off to the World Mixed Doubles Championship in April over in Sweden. Yeah, a tough way for uh, the Stoltz to lose. They were undefeated going into that, that final. Uh, and Corey and, and Sarah wind up defeating them, and now they're going to Worlds. Uh, good good showing by the Stoltz, who were kind of left out of that Olympic trials process and um, maybe proved that maybe next time around they'll be considered uh you know, for the, one of those types of positions. Yeah. We got a lot to bring you here as we got a couple interviews in the next segment. We're going to hear from Matt and Becca Hamilton, fresh off their win in the mixed doubles trials, obviously, and a Tonight Show appearance with Jimmy Fallon. We'll ask them about that. They'll dish on what that was like and then a lot more with Matt and Becca. Caught up with them just recently. And then after that, NBC's Trini Kuznarik, who is in her second tour of duty. She will be covering curling over in South Korea. She's been with us uh, seemingly all season, going all the way back at least this year to Curling Night in America back when we filmed it in August in Omaha and then certainly through the trials, both trials in Omaha and then the one in Blaine for mixed doubles. And this will be her second tour. So she's been now, this will be a full cycle. So she really had some interesting insights, some storylines that she's going to be covering uh, over in South Korea. So we'll talk with Trini Kaznarik as well. Those two guest interviews coming up here on the Extra Extra and Podcast. And Joe and I will be back to close it out, tell you a little bit about what we will do as far as programming and podcasts during the Winter Olympics. And we've got a couple national championships that are kicking off or literally just kicked off yesterday. We'll tell you about those coming up here on the Extra Extra and Podcast with the 12th and Sports Network. Powered by Isagenics, Bryce Atkinson, Joe Calabrese. We'll be back just very shortly, but coming up next, Matt and Becca Hamilton. My Curling Club is the ultimate all-in-one solution for curling clubs. It offers a completely customizable club website with online registrations, league management, event calendar, news, photo albums, custom pages, sponsors, and more. The league management module allows administrators to generate a well-balanced schedule for their league in a matter of seconds. Standings and statistics are calculated automatically whenever new scores are entered into the system. Learn more at www.mycurlingclub.com. Again, www.mycurlingclub.com. This week, we are giving you the chance to win a one-year membership to mycurlingclub.com for your curling club. That's a $500 value. To enter, go to our website at www.tesn.us forward slash podcast using the widget in the upper right-hand corner of the page. Hey, here we go. Hey, time to get your curl on. All right, here we go. The extra, extra in podcast with the Twelfth In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. And now, getting ready for the upcoming Winter Olympics. Going to talk with Matt and Becca Hamilton, siblings, who will be the third set to compete at the Winter Olympics in terms of USA curling. The Johnson sisters once before, uh, Erica and Craig Brown, and now Matt and Becca, fresh off their win in the mixed doubles trials in Blaine. And guys. Let's go. I want to talk fun stuff first. I mean, this is all fun stuff, but how awesome was the Fallon appearance last month in New York City? Because I know, Matt, I think you said that was your first trip to New York City. How just much fun was that, and especially to go on the show with Fallon and Jason Sudeikis? You know, it was pretty <coughs> unbelievable, to be honest. Um, we got off the ice, and we found out that we we're uh, the team that's going to go and talked to Jimmy Fallon and Jason Sudeikis, and we didn't know what that entailed at the time. Uh, pleased with the time slot we got and what we got to do, and uh, what a great trip. To fir- first trip to New York for me, and I uh, don't think I'll be able to top that one. Yeah, what was it like, Becca, to go on stage at the Tonight Show? That's just that's certainly just something that you're – it's kind of a bucket list sort of thing, but it's just something that not everybody's going to be able to say they did, walk out on the stage at the friggin' Tonight Show. Yeah, I mean, you were there when, when Terry first told us about it. We were completely shocked. And then to go out on stage, those two are so, like, they had such cool personalities, and it was really easy to hang out with them and, uh, I guess, record the show. It was fun, more so, so than anything. So was there any bragging after the win on the show, Matt? Uh, did, did, it go, did, it, did the bragging or <laughs> did the uh, trash talk maybe continue uh, off camera backstage? No, there was no trash talk after the game uh, to Jimmy Fallon, at least. But I did tell him before the game that he was going down, but that got cut. 
<laughs> All right, as we talk with oh, Matt. I did, I did forewarn him. <laughs> All right, Matt and Becca Hamilton, you can follow them on Facebook and Twitter, at, or certainly on Facebook, at Team Hamiltons. And then you can check them out on Twitter, Matt J. How did y'all get these Twitter handles? That's just something I want to know real quick. I know I know you're trying to be different. I know that's the Hamilton way. That's part of the Hamilton family code, just be a little bit odd. But what in the world? So my middle name starts with a J, and there's a million Matt Hamiltons, and I didn't want to do a number. So I figured if I could avoid a number, it'd be a lot easier just to go Matt Jamilton. Plus, it sounds cool. Yeah. So who copied who? Mine is just... Uh, I had Twitter first. He had Twitter first, but his like nickname was his friends is Hat, and mine is Hecka, which is Hamilton, like the H. So I don't know why he went to the middle initial, but I stayed with how it's supposed to be done. And I'm Hecka Hamilton. <laughs> well, there you go. Now I know because that's something I've always been curious about. Never asked you guys off the ice, but w- what's this whole thing been like? You know, the last few months, you go and you both win. You're obviously part of of Team Schuster and Team Roth. Then you go and win mixed doubles. So November, December, what a hell of a two months there. How what has it been like since you know his, his things started to sink in a little bit? That look, we're going to the Olympics, not just you know to compete in one event. We're we're going to be out there twice. Has has everything started to kind of crystallize and sink in for both you guys yet? Yeah, it's absolutely started to sink in. Like going on the Tonight Show and being introduced by Jimmy Fallon was pretty real. Uh, and then another like moment is after we got done with the game, he was doing some commercial credits and coming up next and stuff like that, and he was mm-hmm. just rattling them off. And every single one, it was like, here with Olympians, Matt and Becca Hamilton, like blah, blah, blah. And then the next one, he'd do another like commercial or segue. Here with Olympians, Matt and Becca Hamilton. And it was like, that for me really started to like put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I was on a national talk show that was going to air like to millions of people in the next like couple hours. Uh, yeah, it kind of like that's when I really realized like all of the accomplishments we had over the last couple months like start to uh, come to fruition, I guess. So, Becca, what was you go on the Tonight Show? It starts to sink in, like Matt's talking about. But I mean, is that the text? I'm sure the text messages, the social media, the you know being hit up from all different angles. I, I'm guessing that's probably it's probably somewhat overwhelming at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think I've charged. I think I have to charge my phone about three times a day now with <laughs> with those random people messaging us and things like that, congratulating us. And uh, I mean, it's been fun, and I. I'm actually, I'm just looking forward to going to the Olympics. It's setting in now because I have to prepare myself to play, for, I guess, 18 days straight. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot more than lately, I guess. Yeah, perfect segue because now you guys have a, a workload that's just going to be unlike, really, I, I think anybody else is going to be on the ice in the curling venue at you know during the entire Olympics because you guys are the only ones, at least still to my knowledge, doing both. Have you guys sat down with the coaches and, and, and just kind of talked through a plan, you know, how, how this is all going to work? Because certainly with McDoubles in the, in the Olympics for the first time, it's going to actually start being contested before the opening ceremonies. How is that going to work? Have y'all, have y'all talked about a game plan? Have you, have you gone over some things about how to balance, you know, your duties? Obviously, it mixed doubles but then with, with Roth and Schuster. You know, I sat down with my team or had them on a conference call and let them know that, like, I'm going to be ready to go, and uh, I fully intend on being 100% there for Team Schuster come, uh, come our first game. But yeah. obviously, if they felt like I needed a break or anything like that, like, who, who knows, maybe Polo comes in. So we've talked about different scenarios, and I've made sure that they knew that, you know, our men's team, and I know for Becca, her, like, her women's team is, that was the team you committed to four years ago. Our mixed doubles team kind of came along a little bit after that and has kind of been more of a uh, a sidecar gig for us mm-hmm. um, because we would focus on men's and women's throughout the season and play two or three, maybe four mixed doubles events. So uh, I think... Physically, we know what sort of demands we're going to have, and uh, 
I think both teams are very supportive of us doing this, and I think we're ready to go, and we've got a really good support crew in our men's and women's teams behind us. Yeah, and so, you know, lots being made about the workload and just how much you guys are going to be on the ice. But, Becca, that's, it's actually something that, that's going to certainly at the beginning of the of the competition can work for you because you'll be able to go back and give feedback to, to John and, and to Nina, the both of you, that other teams will not be able to give being on the ice so much earlier. Definitely. We're going to have the opportunity to look at rock, match rock, and then also see how the ice is uh, playing out. So it would be nice to be able to relay that to my team and have that little head start as opposed to the other teams there. So you get you get ready for the opening ceremonies, and you got a lot going on before and after. But have you guys talked about uh, you know a special entrance? I know uh, I think what Erica and Craig came in, you know, side by side. Is is that something you guys have talked about? Is his dad uh, said, "Hey, I'd love to see you guys both your mugs on TV coming in together." That wouldn't that be a pretty special moment for both you guys, and not just you all, also your families. Yeah, it would be it would be surreal. It'd be a pretty amazing experience, but. As of now, with the way the schedule's working out, uh, the mixed doubles team was is not allowed to do the opening ceremonies due to an early morning game the next day, and um, and no, for sure time when you'll be back to yeah. your dorm, like to sleep, try and prepare. So as of now, we're not planning on doing the opening ceremonies. Uh, we're gonna probably try and discuss it a little bit with our coaches, but the plan as of now is no opening ceremonies. All right. If you need any help sweep talking to coaches, let me know. I'll, I'm in your corner because I know that's a moment <laughs> you don't want to miss. But if you need the help, I'll lobby it to anybody, whoever I need to. Derek Brown, Phil, everybody. But as we talk with Matt and Becca, Ham, go higher than that. <laughs> uh, well, I think we can go to Patsky. I think we can go to a few others. If I need to go to Kate Caithness with the World Curling Federation, if, if that might if that might do it, I'll, I'm more than happy to call her. I got her number right here on my desk. Hey, as you guys get ready, and we're closing up shop here with both the Hamiltons, Matt, I got a little sneak peek at the Olympic shoes. Any chance that uh, you want to give a preview to listeners right now about what these kicks are going to look like? And any chance that Becca, you've got a women's size and a pair for her ready to go matching wear for the mixed doubles? Well, um, I'm breaking them out this weekend, uh, making sure they work well and break them in and make sure I'm ready to perform at a peak performance in Blaine. So they will be on display in Blaine. Uh, but as for uh, a little idea of what you'd be looking for, it's uh, red, white, and blue, and a big gold swoosh. All right, now Becca, have you got and your I, you got your pair yet? Is the question. No, I'm pretty comfortable in my my curling shoes as of now. Oh. So maybe further later down the road, I'll change up. But <laughs> right now, I kind of have my my shoes broken in how I like them. So. All right, no worries. I'll be making the trip to Korea with me. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Matt may have worked on you a little bit to try and sweet talk you into wearing a pair of the matching shoes because those things look real sweet. All right, give me give me a hashtag right now. You got? Do you have a hashtag that you want to go with for the Olympics? You want to go stash power? You want to go uh, Team Hamilton? Give me something creative. If you're picking your own hashtag to get ready for the Olympics for when you guys are out there competing, what would it be? Ham fam. Ham fam. I like it. Yeah. I think we can pull. I think we can run with that. I think we can run with that. All right, last one on the way out the door. Just yeah, I know it's an exciting time. I know your families are, are fired up, pumped up, ready to get over there and getting to talk with them back in Blaine. But you know, what's maybe in a, a Winter Olympic sport? If you have any free time whatsoever, is there any one that you're really kind of wanting to go check out? Whether it's ice hockey, maybe like uh, ski jumping, anything in particular that you really like to kind of see while you're over there. Um, me personally, I'd love to see short track. Yeah. Uh, I think short track is amazing. Those guys are absolutely nuts. And like, they're, they're so fast and there's, you know, there's always the potential for a crash late and like upset that short track is one of my all time favorites to watch on TV. And I think it would be even better in person. All right. Becca, you got one? I think I like to watch snowboarding, like the half pipe. There you go. Well, look, Matt, Becca, ran out of time. 
I know we don't have a lot of time. I know you guys got to go, but look, just certainly from all of us here, just the best of luck. Obviously, we're pulling enormously hard for you. Everything red, white, and blue I can put on when you're on the ice with Team Schuster, Team Roth, and then together. It's just uh, it's just going to be awesome to watch you guys. Congratulations. Can't wait. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bryce. All right, guys. That's Matt and Becca Hamilton. We'll be right back here on the Extra Extra In Podcast. to the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network powered by Isagenix. And now we've got a special treat here as we're going to talk with Trini Kuznarek, the sideline reporter extraordinaire with all things NBC Sports, most importantly, the upcoming Winter Olympic Games in South Korea. Trini, you'll be a second tour of duty doing curling in the Olympic Games after Sochi. You excited? I mean, the chance to go back to just simply the Olympic Games. How awesome is it? Oh, it's amazing. Um, I mean, when I first took the job with NBC um, Sports, which was at the time Comcast Sportsnet uh, in 2012, the one thing I told them in my interview was, mm-hmm. you know, I would really love to at one point have a chance to work in Olympics. It's always been a dream. Um, and I actually wasn't supposed to go in 2012. It was uh-huh. a last minute thing. They had some juggling around. Someone couldn't go and they had to move talent around. And they called me like three and a half weeks before Sochi and said, do you think you can cover curling and would you like to go to the Olympics? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> I one time did a feature on curling in like, you know, 2000. I said, but I can, yeah. I can pick it up and I can do it. And it's, it's awesome. It's a fun sport. I love it. Yeah. And so we mentioned NBC Sports, but just to let everybody know, Trini is also with NBC Sports Boston and WEEI Radio in the greater Boston area. She's got all things Beantown running through her blood. You can follow her on Twitter at Trini, that's T-R-E-N-N-I, a must-follow because I follow her, you should too. But as you'll get behind the scenes, I know she's going to have all kinds of great content in there, but more importantly, bringing the faces and the personalities of USA Curling to everybody watching at home on NBC Sports from the Winter Olympics. But let's get to it. Let's kind of talk about last time and getting ready for this time. You mentioned three and a half weeks. It's a crash course. How did you get ready to cover uh, curling in the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi in such a short period of time to try and catch up on it all. So NBC was great. They, um, you know, we have researchers for the Olympics yep. who send us packets of information. But the best part was um, Becky Chapman, who is mm-hmm. in charge of uh, most of the Olympics. She had someone send me DVDs mm-hmm. of previous Olympics of the Olympic trials, and I just watched it. Um, I, I watched it over and over again. Took notes um, and reached out to. Our um, John Benton was our um, analyst, and mm-hmm. if I had any questions, I would just ask him. I mean, yeah. that to me is what it came down to. If I don't know something, better to ask a question uh, than look silly. Yeah. Um, and it was a crash course. I had to learn about it. But the one thing about sports, I think, is that at the end of the day, it comes down to hard work, dedication, and competition. Yep. And if you can listen to your analyst and you can figure out what's going on, you know, if you're a reporter and you've been around sports for a long time, you know what's important right. and what's not. Um, right. But I do feel now like I can actually, when people ask me to explain curling to them, I feel like hey, I can actually explain what the heck is going on. I have, yeah. I have a much better grasp in 20, where are we, 2017? 2017, <laughs> almost 2018, than I definitely did in 2014. Right. So you get you go to the Olympics and I mean, it was, let's call it what it was. It was, it was a tough experience. Yeah. It was especially for John Schuster, who was trying to atone for 2010 in Vancouver, and then here we go again. This seems a little bit different this time, and we'll talk about the teams and you getting to know the, the the individual athletes and stuff, but you see that how much USA Curling has grown from, and I say grown, but with the uh, implementation of the high-performance yes. program, really kind of changed to funnel resources, the the mission is to get on the podium, and that was what this whole change has been about. And it just has a different feel around everything. Getting ready for to go to South Korea as opposed to Sochi in fourteen. A hundred percent. I I mean the athletes and John Schuster in particular, they even look different. Yeah, they look like they have been dedicated to a different type of physical program mm-hmm. than they were in the past. I mean, I remember going to Sochi and thinking. Wow, the Canadian athletes are sponsored by a power drink and they're sponsored by a gym and all these different things. And Team USA was Team USA, but they yeah. didn't have it didn't seem like they had the same kind of backing. Now, when we did curling night in America in August, when we were um in Omaha for team trials, 
there you start to see some of these mm-hmm. nutrition supplements, some of these nutritional companies that are their sponsors. Cheetos also is a sponsor, but right. hey, who doesn't like Cheetos no matter what? Oh, of course. Um, you know, and, and while we're there, I'm sitting next to the team nutritionist. There is the team psychologist behind me. There is a team strength and conditioning coach. Yep. It is a totally different approach, um, I think, than it was before. And I love seeing the dedication to it because – these athletes are dedicating a, a huge part of their life, a huge part of four years. And, you know, in a guy like John Schuster's case, right. really the last, what, you know, 15 years yep. to trying to go to the Olympics. And now they have the support staff and the support system behind them, which I, I just think speaks volumes for what uh, USA Curling is, is willing to the resources they're really willing to dedicate to these athletes who dedicate a huge part of their lives to it. Yeah, absolutely. As we continue with Trini Kaznarek, again, follow her on Twitter at Trini, T-R-E. NNI NBC Sports will be with the coverage from the Winter Olympics when it comes to curling, what we all love here on the Extra Extra and podcast. And she's out of the Boston area and just really appreciate her giving us a few minutes, but want to cover a little bit more ground here with her before you set off for South Korea. And one of the things is going through this cycle for the first full time, 14 to 18. Do you, as a journalist, obviously, we take step backs and we don't grow the closeness to some of the athletes like we're got to be objective but yet at the same time you do become close to some of the coaches because you sit down you talk about you develop the relationships if you feel like you've gotten you know closer with you know the players and the coaches to this entire group with USA Curling absolutely and I mean I think it started back in August and being able to take part in Curling Night in America and really being able to in a much you know trials is such Mm -hmm. a high pressure situation Curling Night in America although they're competing it's still a little looser it's a little bit more fun I was able to actually sit with some of the coaches watch the matches and ask them questions while the matches were going on. Why do you choose to do that versus this? Why did you say that's a good shot versus a bad shot? I'm thinking this, and you're saying that. Obviously, you've been doing it for a lot longer, but, you know, why did my brain go here? Why did your brain go there? That was, for me, being able to participate in Curling Night in America was a huge, huge help. Um, But it's been fun getting to know know the athletes. And a lot, you know, I I live in Boston now, but I'm from Wisconsin originally. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, USA Curling is based in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of athletes from that area you know it's, it's fun you know we you know you arrive at trials and um you know guys like you know and girls like matt and beckle hamilton are like hey how oh, are yeah. you and we talk about the packers and then you know nita roth finds out oh you're from wisconsin your sister lives in madison yeah oh, i'm a big brewers fan too and th- that part to me is also really fun about this because it sort of feels like home i, I feel like everybody talks like i talked when i grew up <laughs> uh they grew up watching a lot of the same teams and we kind of have that you know there, there's that past sure, um, sure. of where we all grew up up and came from that's kind of nice that you don't that I haven't necessarily experienced in other sports right do you find yourself pulling like cheering when the John Schuster's on in you know Erica Brown last time do you find yourself come on come on make oh, this yeah. make this I mean you it's almost hard not to when you're at the Olympics right I mean even though you're NBC sports you're bringing it home to all the viewers I mean it's the stars and stripes I mean at the end of the day we want and, and this is true for any team that you cover yeah. regardless of where you're working it's good for business if the team you're covering is doing well, but there is an extra level of pride in the Olympics. Right. Um, you know, there is a different level of pride when the when the United States wins a medal. And I was lucky enough to also be in Rio at the um, at the Summer mm-hmm. Olympics, and I was there when Michael Phelps won. Uh, I believe it was his last individual. It was his last individual wow. medal, and he won gold. And we stayed and we watched the, the medal ceremony. And man, when that national anthem plays, it's chilling. It's chilling, and it's yeah. and again, it's different than not that it's it's not special when you go to a football game or a basketball game or something, but. This is different because you're representing the United States, and there's such yeah. a there is such a, a national pride to it. So absolutely, when I'm in South Korea, I mean, sure, do I have to be objective? But I'm not pulling for Team Canada. Right. I'm pulling for Team Roth, Team Schuster, you know, the, and, and and Team U, Team USA. That's who you want to yeah, win. Absolutely. And we we were at trials together out in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. It was just a fantastic week there, as you guys brought the finals, you know, the best of three finals, you know, to everybody at home. You look at what we've got now with Nina Roth, John Schuster, John Schuster going back as a four-time Olympian, now trying to go back and do what he couldn't do. He's done it at the world championship level, but he hadn't been able to do it on the biggest stage of the sport, and that's the Olympic Games. 
Nina Roth making her first trip. What are some of these stories that you're going to be uh, following, bringing to viewers ahead of the game or at, at, at the games? Obviously, it's going to be the games itself, but you know the personalities on these teams because you have just some intricate – it's just interesting the way these teams are made up. You know, John Schuster's team, for instance, I mean, you got a guy that's real quiet, John Lanston, or you got a yeah. guy, Tyler George, used to be a skip. And then you got the man, obviously, Matt Hamilton, who's never met a crowd he didn't like. And then John is a four-time Olympian. What are some of the things you're going to be bringing to you know, I think we'll try to revisit some of the stories mm-hmm. we did in Omaha because the one thing about the <clears> Olympics <throat> is you have to, you know, you always think in the back of your mind, there are people who are watching this sport maybe for the first time mm-hmm. or who only watch curling every four years, right? Yeah. And you want to make the athletes on the ice as dynamic and likable as possible because if you're a kid at home, and I was talking to Croy uh, Nuremberger the other day, and he said, you know, he curled when he was a kid, but he never thought about going to the Olympics until uh-huh. he watched 2006 with Pete Fenson's team. And when he watched that, he thought, wow, yeah. well, I've competed against some of those guys. And if they can go to the Olympics, then I can go to the Olympics. <clears throat> and our job as broadcasters over there is to, to make people at home feel that same way, to feel like, wow, maybe this is a dream I can chase yep. and I want to be a part of the sport. Yep. So, you know, I think we would like to talk again about, the, I think, the different dedication mm-hmm. um, and, and the processes that these guys and, and girls and women went through, these uh, men and women went through um, to p- be part of a high-performance team, right. to make the Olympic team. I think it's also interesting, a lot of these athletes, you know, you look at skiers and figure skaters, speed skaters, um, hockey players, some of these, you know, Higher level, I wouldn't say higher level, that's not the right word I'm looking for, uh, higher profile right. sports, that's right. the word I'm looking for, higher profile sports where a lot of times they have sponsors right from the start, right? Yeah. So their whole life is dedicated just to that sport. Curling is different. Yeah. You have got to not only work your butt off on the ice, but you got to work your butt off being an insurance agent, a nurse, a marketing person, an engineer. Uh, you know, uh, Derek McLean is a professor. So you've got all of these other interesting side stories right. about these athletes who aren't just athletes, but they're like you working at home and trying to make an Olympic dream come true. Yep. To me, that's what I would love to drive home is that these are people who – you know, they're not getting multi-million dollar contracts. They're not winning a tournament. And, you know, they're not golfers getting $3.2 million for winning a, a U.S. Open. Right. They have to they have to work their butts off yeah. on both ends of the spectrum in order to be here. And one other thing that's going to be added that's going to be new to the entire program and new to viewers, and I know new to a lot of people here around uh, curling, is mixed doubles. I mean, because you're going to be bringing mixed it. doubles now. It's fun. It's fast-paced. You're going to have a, an incredibly heavy workload now with what I think 16 <laughs> days. I mean, you're going to have the, obviously the full two weeks. Like me, 18. Oh my God! So what? I mean, <laughs> it's 16. Or it's a lot, Bryce. I, I, <laughs> I don't lot. know how you, nobody is going to be working like Trini Kaznarek will be no. at the Olympics for NBC. Not not Jason Knapp, not <clears throat> no. Kevin Martin. None no. of them. I will be working the hardest. No, um, it's. I mean, it's awesome. There is a reason I'm taking a vacation afterwards. <laughs> by the way. Um, it, but it's going to be great. I think mixed doubles is awesome because I, I personally, like what is the complaint right now? And I, I sometimes compare uh, curling to baseball because of the ends and the innings and everything. Right. It's that it's too slow and there's not the attention span and blah, blah, blah. Well, if you can, if we can hook people in because mixed doubles will happen first, let's hook them in with mixed doubles right. and then keep them for the, for the team tournament. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, man, when I tell people that I'm covering curling, they have a million questions. People love it. Like, I, you know, back in Boston, we do a lot of football shows. And we've got a lot of athletes. And Gerard Mayo, former linebacker for the, um, for the New England Patriots, Super Bowl winner, awesome guy. He's like, wait, you're, you're covering curling? Yeah. Holy cow. Hold on. I, I'm going to have to ask you some questions about this because I love it. He's like, when the Olympics come around, he's like, I can turn that on and just watch it. A lot of the guys in my office, they'll turn it on. They'll watch it nonstop. They, yeah. they always say that there's just something about it that draws you in. Yep. So I, I think it's awesome. And I think mixed doubles will bring in a, a whole new crop of people who look at it and say, wow, 12 to 8? Yep. That's the final score. You can score 5, and, and this game's over in an hour and 45 yeah. minutes? I think that brings in a whole new sect of people that I think will find it really interesting. See, that's funny because I was going to ask you about the, that exact thing, and it's a perfect segue, but, you know, in the South, you know, as I'm a wannabe Trini, you know, I'm, I'm, I am in a mar- we're football, college football, and it's college baseball. It's the Carolina Well, you're not Pan- a wannabe because I, well, I want nothing to do with college sports. Well, I know. You're, yeah, for, you're from the big city, Boston. It's all the Bruins, Celtics. I mean, you're Packers. I mean, but, you know, when you watch it, you know, I see people, people are always, they're, they're giving me a hard time, but then they come and say, what is it really like around curling? And you tell people and they're like, 
yeah, I love watching it on TV, but they're real quiet about it. But sometimes it doesn't move the needle in like what we do when, in, in especially like sports talk radio. You know, I'm going to do a segment here in a little bit back home and just, you know, promote it. But it's some people just don't. It's just the exposure to the game of curling. Yes. And when they get exposed, and it's always that one time every four years which is, we know, the Winter Olympic Games. Yeah, I think that happens, though, with a lot of sports, right? Like, it happens with soccer. Yep. Uh, every time the World Cup comes around, all of this year, the United States is not going to be in it. You yeah. know, even things like figure skating and gymnastics, they uh, track and field. Right. I mean, you know, you could put the, the Nike championships on, and people aren't really watching them, but during the Olympics, they want to watch Usain Bolt run a 100-yard you know, yard dash. But yeah. On a random Saturday, that might not draw a lot of eyes. So, to me, curling always has a great opportunity every four mm-hmm. years just to get – because the more people you get interested in in it and the more people you get you get um, playing, but also the the bigger personalities. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really love the, the, the two teams that are going this year. They all have big personalities. And especially, I think – you know, everybody loves John Schuster, but I think two na- you know, one of the big names that everyone's going to start to learn is Matt Hamilton because he's going to have his crazy Nike shoes on and he's got a big boister. He's a big, tall guy. Yep. He's got the mustache and he's got this flat brimmed hat. He just has a great personality, yep. but that is perfect for curling because you're going to want to watch not just for the game, but for the combination of those personalities. Yep. Absolutely. As we wrap up with Trini Kuznarek, just just appreciate all her time here. Give her a follow on Twitter at Trini, T-R-E-N-N-I. Last question. What is the one thing that you are most looking forward to? You went in 14, you went to Rio in 16. What's the one part coming up about South Korea and Pyeongchang that you are the most excited about? Um, besides competition, um, I hear the Korean barbecue because it's like real <laughs> Korean barbecue is amazing. I love traveling internationally yeah. and trying different foods and seeing different parts of the culture. So sure. I'm just I've never been to that part of the world. The furthest east I've been, okay. I guess it would be east. Yep. Um, or for us west, I don't even know because where it is, but it is considered <laughs> the far east, right? Um, is is India? So this is a part of the world I've never been to before. I'm really excited. I'd love to get to some of the temples and things like that. I'm just not sure I'm going to have the time, but I know I'm going to definitely be eating some incredible. Nina Roth tells me that the Korean food there is unbelievable. So I'm taking her word for it, and I'm going to definitely try everything I possibly can. So unlike cruddy Russian food and lettuce soup, you mean you're going yeah, to Russian eat good. Yeah, the Russian food was like, eh, eh. Yeah. Well, Trini, I can't thank you enough. This has just Thanks been awesome. I love it. It's just an honor to talk with you. I'm excited Aww. to see you bring it to everybody in February. I, it's gonna be, I'm going to be jumping through the TV with emotion excitement for 16 days. We I'm gonna will have, to have take... you covered. You know that curling is going to be the first live event broadcast from South Korea? Well, and that's why I said your workload, 16 days, I believe it's what the only sport that actually begins this year before the opening ceremonies, like soccer does in the summer yep. games, when you just got so much, you have to extend it to fit it all in. Yep. And who doesn't want more? We're going to kick off the winter games. How awesome is that? Trini Kuznarek, NBC Sports. Again, NBC Sports Boston and WEEI. Again, at Trini on Twitter. Trini Kuznarek, thank you again so much. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back here on the Extra Extra in Podcast. All right, great stuff there from Matt Becca Hamilton. Appreciate them. And then also in that last segment, NBC Sports, Trini Kuznarek, who will be with Team USA over at the Winter Olympics in South Korea. Just appreciate her catching up with her. Actually, we did that one back in Blaine uh, last month when we had a chance to really sit down and you know, just talk and not be rushed and, you know, just really kind of go over some things. And it was great to have some time who I've really enjoyed getting to know Trini over the, you know, the last several months. She's been really good to us and uh, always nice to see her around. I can't wait to see the work that she's going to deliver. But we got another contest we're going to deliver this week. Joe, tell everybody about it that uh, that everybody should have heard, you know, earlier in the podcast, how they can enter and how they can win. Yeah, you know, MyCurlingClub.com has been great to us. They've given us five of these. Uh, one-year memberships uh, to their service, uh, which is an all-in-one solution for curling clubs. It, it allows you to have a completely customizable website, with online registrations, league management, an event calendar, uh, custom pages, sponsor pages, and a lot more. Um, it's terrific. You know, as uh, I got a chance to take a look at the demo, it's definitely something that uh, I could see our club uh, using. Uh, but we're giving it away here uh, for the fifth time and last time. So. If you've been thinking about entering, all you got to do is go to tesn.us slash podcast, click on that win widget in the upper right-hand corner, and enter. 
Uh, Entry is going to close at the end of the month uh, for this one, and then we'll have a brand new contest for you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you enter online and to win that. We've got more great prizes through uh, the rest of the year as we'll be with you through the entire season uh, here on the Extra Extra End podcast. But uh, we got some national championships, Joe, that are ongoing and just kicked off, but ones that will also be starting coming up. We certainly have the U.S. Curling Senior Nationals, which started on Wednesday, that would be yesterday, as you and I are recording. Oh, this. Actually, actually, Price, sorry, yep. they're actually starting today. They didn't have enough teams to start yesterday, so they're starting today. Well, there you go, Duluth, Minnesota, and sorry. read a <laughs> uh, read a good story. Randy uh, Sarnetsky, you know, one of the, our head officials, you know, that talked about uh, the upcoming senior nationals and you know officiating. How it was a great piece. I believe it was on the local news. Uh, uh, there in Minnesota, I can't remember which station did it, but it was really a nice, not really well done on an officiating clinic and how a lot of uh, new officials are going to get uh, their feet wet at the Senior Nationals. But that is coming up at the Duluth Curling Club starting today, as Joe Calabrese uh, informs us all. But uh, Joe, big field, uh, certainly a very big field on the men's side and you know, a little bit smaller on the women's side. What do you expect out of the uh, Senior Nationals in, uh, in Duluth? No, there's quite a few teams there that I think uh, can be dangerous. Uh, no Mike Farbelow this year, so the the champ from last year on the men's side is not going to be playing. Uh, we got Jeff Wright, uh, who's always strong out of Illinois. We got Paul Pustovar, uh, Jeff Goodland has a strong team, and I think Gert Messing out of the East Coast has a good chance. I like to give a shout out to my East Coast friends when I can, uh, and Gert uh, always plays very well in these events. Over on the women's side, uh, Patty Link, uh, champion last year, re-enters this year. I've got to say she's probably the favorite. Uh, we've got Norma O'Leary and Kim Wapola, uh, who um, also have a good opportunity to make mm-hmm. the playoffs and challenge Patty for uh, the spot at Worlds. Yeah, and then on the uh, you know pivoting away from Duluth, let's head uh, let's head east a little bit and over to Detroit, where the Detroit Curling Club they will host the USA Curling Junior National Championships. That gets going on Saturday. That goes from Saturday to Saturday. We've got 20 teams competing there uh, at the Junior Nationals there in Detroit. And I don't think it's especially on the men's side is is you've got uh, Team Stopera. I will be hard-pressed to see Luke Violet, Andrew Stopera, Ben Richardson, Graham Fenson, and Caleb Clausen. I would have a hard time seeing those guys knocked off, but obviously anything's possible. But the way, as much as those guys have been together and success they've had, you know, certainly here uh, at home, but across the country, or across the world, um, I would be hard pressed to see Team Stopera upset there at the Junior Nationals. Yeah, there's probably a few teams out there that have a pretty good shot of mm-hmm. making the playoffs, and but I do see Stopera probably being the class of the field. But when you look at a team like uh, Nick Connolly, who's got uh, Chase Cement and Andy Dunham. Mm-hmm. And uh, John uh, Harston, uh, you got to look at them as a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably anybody with the last name Fenson, you're going to look at. So Riley <laughs> Fenson out uh, <laughs> of Bemidji, uh, they got a pretty strong team, I'm sure. And then I, I kind of like uh, Team Hodek uh-huh. uh, from North, uh, North Dakota. I think that they, uh, they've got a shot as well with uh, Ethan Sampson playing lead there, it looks like. Uh, so I, I like that on the men's side. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the women price? You know, I yeah. think, you know, the team – the team that you probably are going to want to look at on the women's side is uh, Team Bear. Um, yeah. This is Team Duberstein from last year who won the whole thing, and then they add Madison Bear as the skip. Um, and, and so i got to believe that they're going to be uh, one of the, the top favorites here. Then you got Cora Farrell um, with some Nationals experience. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's going to be somebody to take a look at. And then I, I would say probably Christine McMakin is probably the third team I'd look at is uh, – teams that have probably the best chance of making this. But then you probably got to look at, uh, I'm looking at these names, and there's some other interesting names here. Uh, Podal out of North Dakota. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's probably a sister of uh, somebody who made national. I believe that's going to be something to take a look at. Um, there's a good field here. I'm yeah. really excited about this. Good future for USA Curling. Yeah, Cora Farrell in that team that I believe Madison was on right last year, but then moved over uh, when they went to Worlds. And Cora and her team, she skipped that team at Nationals back in Everett that really accounted themselves very, very well uh, up in Everett. They uh, they played really, really well, especially for their first time. 
Uh, Lexi Lanigan, I, I don't have everybody in front of me who played on that team last year. Uh, I believe Rebecca Miles was on that team, Kate Flannery. Anyway, it, they really did a nice job, and I think you're right. I think that's going to be a uh, I think it's gonna be a, a team, certainly a team to watch here at Junior Nationals. But um, as we start kind of turning the page, you guys, a uh, couple shout-outs before we get into a little bit of our programming, what we got during the Winter Olympics, Joe, is how we'll handle the podcast. But how about a quick shout-out to our man Sean Olson on the ice crew. He is actually en route as we speak to Korea. He will be the lone American, as he told me back in Blaine at Mixed Doubles in December, the lone American on the ice crew. So pretty cool honor for Sean. As, um, I'm excited to kind of follow his trip and everything going on as they get the ice ready over in Korea. So certainly a shout-out to our, our friend Sean Olson, one of the uh, one of the MVPs. As they're all MVPs on that ice crew, Joe. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Sean, this is a well-deserved honor for him to be part of that ice crew. He he works as hard as anybody on this craft, which is, you know, an art form and a science at the same time. Yeah. Um, he does a great job, and I'm excited to see that he's getting his chance to head over there and, and represent the U.S. on the ice crew. That's That's pretty impressive. Yeah, we got another shout out we got to do, and that's to the uh, the Rochester Curling Club, your curling club, Joe, because you guys have got a uh, a pretty unique, and it looks like a a what really fun bond spiel that you all have uh, coming up that kind of mix things up and do things a little bit different. I really like the ideas. Yeah, I think we might have mentioned this earlier in the year, but I wanted to push it one more time because mm-hmm. it's coming up. It's it's April thirteenth to fifteenth. It's called Curling the Gathering. It's a it's a curling bond spiel, unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's uh, three days of curling, so Friday night uh, start time, uh, 6.30 or 9 uh, p.m., and uh, and Sunday in the afternoon. We're right near the airport, so you should be able to make that last flight out easy. <laughs> um, it's uh, three games, six-end minimum, and the six-end minimum is because of the unique format of this event. If you've ever wanted to like uh, have an extra rock during an end, you can bid on that uh, in this event, and so... For uh, you know the funny money that you earn by registering, you get to bid on these really cool cards, and these power-ups allow you to help your chance of winning or hinder your opponent's chance of winning. Bryce, what do you say I make you f- uh, throw a rock off of uh, the sideboards? Uh, I can do that to you in this particular event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it benefits the Urban League of Rochester. It, it costs two fifty to enter, mm-hmm. um, and registration ends on March 21st. And you can find out more information by... Uh, Taking a look at the Rochester Curling Club Club uh, website at rochestercurling.org. Man, that sounds like a lot of fun, Joe. Is uh, that's something to check out? You check it out online. You want to enter? Uh, go ahead. If you got questions, you certainly can hit Joe up, and you know he'll tell you a that's lot right. more about it. Uh, you know, hit him up on Twitter, or send him an email. Uh, you can do the same to me. But it, one thing I forgot to mention, Joe, is the uh, the streaming of this weekend. You've got the senior nationals and the junior nationals. Oh, yeah. You mentioned those will be streamed online. Yeah, USA Curling has a relationship with uh, these particular clubs. One of them is a TESN affiliate, but it will not be streamed on TESN.us. It's going to be on USA Curling's website, and I already see that the links are up, so that that's pretty exciting. So both events, both the senior and junior nationals, are going to be streamed uh, in their entirety. All right, let's stay on uh, streaming schedule, streaming of the Olympics, uh, live broadcast for, from uh, the Curling Center, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, but in South Korea, where the, the game times. Wanted to kind of just touch on that real quick and then certainly how we're going to handle the podcast. But um, for the mixed doubles, that's going to begin actually on Wednesday. This is our Wednesday. These are all our dates and all our times. And when we talk times, these are East Coast times. But uh, the, the mixed doubles, that will actually begin on Wednesday, February the 7th. You'll basically have two games a day, eight teams competing. You'll have two games a day, 6.30, in 11, 6:30 p.m. and 11. 30 p.m. Those are basically going to be your dual game times for the mixed doubles. Uh, there will be uh, one game a day on February the 10th. That's on Saturday. Uh, and then, um, or excuse me, that will be one game a day on the 9th. That's on Friday. And then you'll have the 10th uh, where you'll have dual games before the playoffs begin. And so then as you get into the men's and the women's tournaments, basically, Joe, where, where that stands is the game times for Men's and women's curling certainly is full days and nights in our case, but 7 p.m. 
7 p.m. here in the East. Then the next game that day will be at 12.05 a.m. and then 6 a.m. So you can go to bed with a late night curling or you can wake up bright and early uh, at 6 a.m. East Coast time. That basically will be the last game of the day. My The way I think we'll probably try and skin this thing and we'll figure it out, but probably put together the podcast after obviously those morning draws uh, that basically ends the day over there, but we'll have something up by lunchtime uh, every other day here on uh, the podcast as you can get on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Blog Talk Radio. We'll have it all at tesn.us forward slash podcast. Uh, just certainly a lot of ways where you can listen to us that we appreciate everybody doing, but we will be uh, we will be bringing you some interviews, hopefully from South Korea in the mix zone, as I'm told. And some other things as we just kind of recap the action and, and how things are going for Team USA and the entire event over in South Korea, Joe. Yeah, I'm excited about the, uh, the schedule of the draw times. So you have some basically prime time mm-hmm. uh, on the East Coast, which is pretty good. And then uh, early morning, you know, before people go to work. So I have a feeling we'll get to watch a lot of, a lot of live curling. And uh, so I'm pretty excited about these draw times. There's few in the middle of the night I'm not so crazy about, but maybe our friends on the West Coast will get some primetime action. That's not so bad. Yeah, the 12, the 12.05 a.m. games are, are the ones obviously who struggle a little bit, but um, as far as the way it falls being on the other side of the world, I really can't complain with the way these times fall for us, at least on the East Coast. So, Really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to doing uh, more podcasts through the Olympics and certainly before as we get you ready. Uh, don't forget, we will be back again next week. We got more good stuff for you as we will uh, we will bring you uh, coming up here in the next. We've we got two more podcasts. Hoping to have uh, Vernon Davis next week, but we'll bring you Nina Roth next week. And then we've also got John Schuster, Kevin Martin coming up right before the Olympics. So a whole lot more we will bring to you, Joe. Uh, it's almost here. It's been a lot of fun, but it's going to be a lot more fun when the games get going. I can't wait. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Price is going to be a great couple weeks leading up to these Olympics. All right, make sure you enter our contest, our weekly uh, podcast contest at tesn.us uh, forward slash podcast. Enter right there. Just appreciate everybody listening. Hope everybody will share the podcast if you like us. If you like what we do here, give us a review. Rate us on the Apple Podcast app on your smartphone. Um, you can listen certainly uh, on Stitcher if you've got an Android phone. The Stitcher app is great where you can download it, but uh, give us a review. Rate us. Certainly make it. it makes it easier for other people to find that are getting interested in curling because we know that we're going to have a whole new wave of or hopefully have a whole new wave of fans with the Olympics but uh, just uh, appreciate anybody taking time to give us a five four three if you want to go two or one stars that's fine but we'll really take the five stars and any kind of uh, constructive feedback criticism and and uh, helpful comments there on the Apple podcast app so Joe let's go ahead and get out of here for another edition of Extra Extra Podcast. This is episode 27 with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. For Joe Calabrese, Bryce Atkinson, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th in Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contest, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast, powered by Isogenics. Llegó la venta Envuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.